Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim is down at the Masters at Augusta National uh, all week this week. I'm trying to hide my jealousy as he gets to go down there and cover the Masters at the greatest golf course. One of them, certainly in the conversation uh, in the entire world. And and in my opinion, the greatest tournament itself uh, that the world has to offer. Uh, Jim, what's your storylines uh, that you're finding so far? You know, there are a lot of storylines this week. Um, you know, and, and and they're very different. There's the live golf. There's all the talk about rolling about the golf ball, which is more of a theoretical future consideration. Uh, there's the big three. You know, the Scheffler trying to become the, the fourth player to win back-to-back Masters. It's amazing. And only three players have ever won back-to-back Masters, even with all the dominating players we've seen come through here. Mm-hmm. And and the the value that you know course knowledge is supposed to add to a golfer's chances here. You have the top three. Uh, you know, Scheffler, McElroy, and Rahm, who have kind of distanced themselves from the field on a uh, you know, on a yearly basis over the last year, mm-hmm. but none of them, you know, they all face really big challenges. I mean, again, Scheffler is trying to become the fourth ever to win it back to back. Rahm has been up and down lately. Has and you know he he won the U.S. Open. Thought that was going to open the door for him, as so often is the case. The second one it seems to be just as hard as the first one. Then you have McElroy, who for the ninth time is going to try to win a Masters to complete the career grand, grand Slam. Hasn't won a major since 2014. So it's very interesting that the three most dominant players in the game all have, you know, all really have had their 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 share of struggles during the majors, or at least you know either struggles or historical challenges. You know, it's great. Uh, the game of golf exposes nerves like no other game. And yep. we see that, especially with players who are accomplished. I mean, Rory McIlroy was winning everything in sight for about a four- or five-year period. But as soon as he had that first hiccup uh, in the Masters, now it seems to kind of haunt him. It's really a brain game, and that can be hard to control your nerves and your emotions, especially at Augusta National where you miss a shot by a foot on one of those greens and it rolls 50 feet away. And it really is a, a course that requires a certain amount of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that really bite people at times. I think Scheffler's ability to just kind of, you know, and they talk about here, uh, a big part of the game is the, knowing where to miss it. You miss it on one side and you have no chance of getting up down. You miss it on the other side, you might be able to chip in or knock in a putt from off the green. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually played this course once and, and I, I found that even as a, just a hack amateur, exactly that. You just on the right point, you can make a putt uphill. You cannot make one coming downhill or with you know, a lot of break. Uh, and, you know, McElroy, think about this. Uh, McElroy is the best young player in the world. He is somebody that people think might be the next challenger to Jack and Tiger. He's winning the Masters, uh, and he comes to the 10th tee. And he hooks one farther left than anybody's ever seen a ball hit. Uh, again, there's a young guy dominating the golf world, and he hits the ball worse than you and I could hit it. Yeah. He has more power. He can hit it farther off the line. Right. He hits it way, way left, where nobody's ever hit the ball before. He chokes. He shoots an 80. He loses the Masters. And what happens after that? He went on a run of major championships. He won his next major. But that's still in his head. It's obviously he's still in his head because mm-hmm. – he got killed by Patrick Reed in a final round here uh, a couple of years ago. He has he is he continually backdoors top tens here, showing he can play the course, play very well here, that his game is suited here. But he hasn't won. He's never won here, uh, and he's won every other major there is. He's won every golf tournament there is. There's something in his head. Can he overcome that? That's what 
that's what makes golf so fascinating. Yeah, and and not the only one who Amen Corner has people saying things other than Amen as they come through. There, Jordan Spieth, another guy who was winning his majors uh, early on. The nerves are young. There's no scar tissue built up on the nerves yet, uh, but now there is for Jordan Spieth. All of a sudden, he had a big failure, uh, you know, with a lead and and struggled and hit balls in the water at the matches. There isn't any way possible for a guy not to have those flashback memories while they're out there. And that's Spieth on the 12th hole on Sunday. Uh, he had finished second in his first Masters, then he had won his second Masters. He was leading his third Masters. It looked like this was just going to be his place. Uh, the, he loved this place. It, it suited his game. His short game gave him a chance on every hole. And he goes to the 12th, 150-yard shot with a nine iron in his hand. And he's standing there, and he and Greller had talked about him hitting a draw into there, kind of a safe shot. He's standing there, and it happens to me and you all the time, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, a little voice in says, no, hit a fade. <laughs> right. He tries to hit a fade. He, hits a, he bounces the ball into Race Creek. He takes a drop from 80 yards, one of the best wedge players in the world. From 80 yards, he chunks it into Race Creek. He takes a seven. He loses the tournament. That might be the most shocking choke job in golf history, yeah. given the quality of the player, given his history here, given the, the relative ease of those shots. I'm not sure we've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, we, we saw Sean Vandeveld in the, in the Open one year over there in his home country of France, yeah. but nobody heard of him before that. Nobody's heard right. of him since. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was not a world-class golfer. He was a guy who played well for three days and just, you know, was comically bad on one hole, um, <laughs> you know. This, this is Jordan Spieth looking like he's going to dominate the golf world, and then he played worse than you or I would have played that hole. Right. Fun group to watch today, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, uh, not today, uh, tomorrow and Friday, and Cameron Young. Uh, interesting that Cameron Young is in there, a big bomber as well. Boy, that's three uh, players that they'll have a lot of eyeballs on that group. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Because, you know, other than the big three, who would you pick to win this tournament? Well, Justin Thomas is the guy with the game, right? Yep. He's a guy who can hit it high. He can hit it long. He landed on par fives on this, you know, with a long iron because he hits it so high with such great touch. He can work it both ways. He, his short game isn't always reliable, but he can hit every shot. Uh, I mean, he's he's the guy on the outside of the, the big three that you you could see really succeeding this week. There is a big three, isn't there, right now? There's three guys yep. that are the three best in the world, and everybody else is trying to catch them. Yeah, uh, you look at the statistics, uh, the recent history, the world golf rankings, and it's Scheffler, McElroy, and Rahm. Of course, everybody thinks Rahm is capable of taking over one of those first two spots at any point. And then the drop-off is to number four, Patrick Cantley, who's a wonderful player, but he hasn't won a major, and he isn't listed among the favorites, and he doesn't have the biggest personality. There is a uh, statistical and perceptual drop-off after the big three. But it's golf, so you don't know if one of the big three is going to win it this week. Yeah. You think Tiger can make the cut? I think he has a chance to make the cut. He's hitting it really well. His short game looks really well, really good. And, you know, and he seems to have the ability to play two rounds on in conditions like this before things kind of fall apart for him physically. So I think he's got a chance. Yeah. Who do you like? Uh, it's impossible to pick golf tournaments, but who do you like this weekend? You know, if it wasn't for that statistical fact that, uh, you know, the only three players have ever defended their master champions, I would just love Scheffler. I love the game is perfect for here. He can hit, he hits it long, he hits it high, he swings with confidence. Uh, he has a great short game, so he doesn't have to worry about missing greens. Um, he, 
knows how to control his emotions. He's playing well. Everything points to him except for the fact that it's just hard to defend. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Scheffler has a terrific game, though. Uh, that's right. I think Rahm is going to be right there uh, at the end, too. Uh, he's a guy who I think really covets being the number one player in the world, and yes. he isn't He isn't right now. So winning a Masters would certainly send him a long ways toward that again. Yes, and it's the 40th anniversary of Seve winning, and Seve is one of his idols, uh, sure. and he's a great golf historian. So, I mean, listen, you know, Rahm is one of those. There, <clears throat> there are people you try to say, okay, could he win this week? Ron is one of those very few players who, if he plays well, it doesn't matter where he is, what the course is, what the weather is, anything else, he could win anywhere, any week. Yeah, and he can win with his B game. There's not that many players yes. that can. No, and, and, you know, and the B game is really interesting here because this course, you can't, you know, you, you, we've seen rounds of people hit fairways and greens and make their putts and shoot a really low score. But the key is during your bad round, Again, do you miss it in the right places? You know, if you if you if you hit a bad drive, do you have a second shot? Can you play the par three, par, par fives effectively, whether you're going for it or laying up? And again, if you miss the green, are you are you, if you go flag hunting here, you can get in bad spots. Yeah. Nicholas always said, hit it to the middle of the green, right? So, do you have the patience? If you're not at the top leader, do you have the patience to play for the smart miss, and then do you have the short game? to convert up and down. So, I mean, that, that ends up saving a lot of people's rounds. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.